Tom Adonix, thanks for uh, coming into the studio today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we're going to talk about this pension plan um, that the that the mayor is putting up. Before we jump into that, let's talk a little bit about who you are. You're the founding director of KIPP Schools Jacksonville. Correct. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, KIPP is a, a national network of college preparatory public charter schools with a track record of serving students in educational underserved communities, preparing them with the skills and habits for success in college and in life. There's a 200 KIPP schools around the country serving about 80,000 kids. Uh, and we have three schools here in Jacksonville serving serving uh, 1,000. And yeah, and you have like a, there's a wait list to get into your school. There is. We have about 1,400 kids on our wait list. It's an open enrollment school. Um, if demand exceeds supply, and it does, then we do a, a lottery. And we have uh, 1,400 children um, that are waiting to get in. Um, it, it's gratifying that a lot of parents are, are voting with their feet to come our way for their child's education. But what were you doing before that? Because you have a couple of degrees from Ivy League schools. Uh, so I graduated from Orange Park High School. Okay. Um, uh, undergrad in, in finance from University of Virginia. Uh, and then uh, MBA from Dartmouth and a Master of Public Policy from the University of Chicago. Uh, bookending graduate school was uh, work in the finance field in Chicago and in venture capital. And then prior to joining KIPP, I worked with community leaders to bring KIPP here to Jacksonville while serving as an executive with a healthcare company here in the city. So having an understanding of public policy and finance allows you to kind of dig into the pensions in a way that the average person does it, not. It provides you with the tools uh, okay. to do so, provided you know the lingo of, uh, of pension um, finance. Uh, and that's ultimately how I got involved in this pension reform challenge here and crisis in, in Jacksonville. Like a lot of Jacksonville citizens have been concerned about the trajectory of our city, particularly as it relates to our, our budget. And over the last several years, we've seen city services cut, library hours clo- you know, sh- shortened, and our taxes raised. And the source of these financial problems always summed up in one word, and is pensions. Wondering just why are p- pensions creating this financial mess for our city and how do they work and how can we ultimately get to the bottom of the problem and candidly I was just kind of embarrassed that I had no clue about how pensions worked um, you know my background is in is in finance right so you actually ended up doing a, a full-on study on this right several years ago sure yeah a, a few years ago on a whim I, I signed up for a, a class put on by the Stanford Graduate School of Business that was on pension reform and through that, uh, I got to learn kind of the language of pensions, how they keep score, you know, where the where the skeletons are buried. Um, but there are no skeletons. Oh, there are some. We'll get into those. Um, uh, but and ultimately, the problems that pension systems face, uh, not just here in Jacksonville, but around the, the nation. Uh, a team and I analyzed our our system here in Jacksonville, um, and because of the quality of the work we put out, uh, was invited out to Stanford. Um, to present our findings to a panel of experts, and others were flown in from around the country, and I learned a lot about how other cities are struggling with their respective pension systems, too. Uh, that was back in late 2013, early 2014, and, and thus began a had a multi-year educational um, effort. Uh, these pension systems prefer to operate in the shadows, and, and Jacksonville certainly has been no exception but as, as pensions have consumed more and more of city and state budgets across the country, including here, they've been forced from the shadows and, and into the sunshine. But with some basic financial tools, uh, one can see how our city's pension mess was created, and it's not a pretty sight. 
um, but by understanding the roots of the problem, we can also view potential solutions and weigh in on potential solutions like the mayor's uh, pension tax proposal that uh, voters will be in, in August. So I'm, I'm grateful to share some of those uh, lessons. The plan has a lot of support. A lot of support from leadership in the community, from the from respected council people and the not so respected council people. You have business leaders, the Jacksonville Civic Councils in support of it. And here you are mm-hmm. saying vote no on it. What do you see the mayor's plan? What is it? Um, and then I do want you to kind of touch base on why you think leadership structures in this community are supporting it. Sure. Well, first off, I, I want to disclose that that I voted for Mayor Curry Um I financially supported his campaign, and I do respect- And now you want a refund check. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, I think overall, save this issue, I think he's been doing a good job um, with, with in his first year as mayor of our city. Uh, and I respect his effort to to attempt to find a solution to this problem. It's a problem that he didn't create, um, but he inherited pro- this problem. But I can't support the mayor's plan now that the details of this plan have really come out into into the sunshine. Um, it was initially hatched in the fall, sold to legislature in the spring, uh, rather in the, in the, in the winter. Um, many people came on board with the mayor's plan back then. But I, honestly, I don't think Tom, we really I'm knew what we were you. supporting. When you say sold to the legislature, mm-hmm. go ahead and give me that background. Sure. What, what does that mean? The Florida legislature, I'm, I'm assuming you're speaking to. Yeah, yeah, ultimately, the Florida legislature had to pass a special law for us, for the city to potentially put in this new pension tax okay. plan because it creates a a new tax that is levied on citizens 15 to 45 years out in the in in the future right. that runs contrary to Florida law so a special exemption had to be specifically crafted uh, for Jacksonville. So in order for us to even get to the referendum vote on August 30th mm-hmm. the Florida state legislature and the Florida governor had to approve a special sort of legislation specifically for Duval County. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. And and at the and really the cornerstone of the mayor's plan is is this new four billion dollar pension bailout tax, which um, is the largest tax in in Jacksonville um, history. The reason I don't support this plan is that one, it's a it's a giant tax, but two is that his plan protects the status quo of unsustainable pension benefits that got us into this mess in the first place. Where are you getting the $4 billion number from? Sure. Well, the, the tax uh, kicks in in 2031, so it's a half-cent sales tax. Um, it aligns with the expiration of the Better Jacksonville plan. Right. So in 2000, voters um, uh, decided to tax themselves a half-cent in order to provide various city infrastructure across, across Jacksonville. Roads, the arena... The baseball stadium, the, the infamous library. courthouse, the infamous, uh, the infamous courthouse. We're all funded through this half cent tax. Um, we borrowed money in 2000, um, built the infrastructure, and are paying back that debt through the tax. It, the tax expires in 2030, uh, and the mayor wants to replace that tax with this new tax dedicated specifically towards towards pension. Uh, so towards over the course debt. of the 30 years, we will collect around $4 billion. Uh, at uh, we're authorized yeah. between 2031 and 2060, depending on. So it's so far off in the future. Like, kind yeah. of, you take a educated guess. Okay. Um, but it's somewhere between four, four and a half on the low end, uh, up to six billion on on the on the high end. Okay. So so we have this big tax. Um, it we have these benefits that got us into this this mess that aren't really being changed. Um, along the way, the mayor's 
refinancing our pension debts um, against the guidance uh, of his own financial advisors. And that comes at a billion and a half dollar cost to, to taxpayers. And again, this is a tax that's in the year 2031 to 2060. So who's ultimately paying this tax? It's, it's our city's kids. So the plan ultimately kicks the can to Jacksonville's children to pay for our pension debts during the prime of their working years. So I, I kind of sum it up that, that this plan's flaw is threefold, is that it's all tax, no reform, and it, it shortchanges our kids. So I, uh, I, I'm firmly the belief that voters should reject this, uh, this new tax in, in August County uh, referendum because there's a, there's a much better way forward. And we'll get into that in a second, but you said the Curry's own financial advisors said this was a bad idea. Correct. I need some more detail. Sure. So in late June, uh, there's an actuarial or basically a pension consulting firm called Milliman produced a report um, in June for the, for the city that for the first time truly summarized our pension problem and the mayor's potential solution across all three of our city's pension funds. There are three that combine to form the, the mess that we're in, this $2.85 billion debt that we have. Um, and... And, and ultimately, they weighed in on the on the on the mayor's uh, solution. Um, these kind of pension consultants speak in very uh, cautious and conservative terms, mm-hmm. but they say in three different uh, three different uh, instances in the report, they kind of advise against refinancing our our pension debt, saying that um, it's against recommended practice. Um, two different associations of of pension um, of experts of those that are ultimately implementing pension funds across the country say you should not refinance pensions longer than 20 years, 25 years max. And what are we doing? We're going 30 years. We're going 30 years. That adds an element of risk. Right. And there's this kicking the can phenomenon that current citizens should pay for their current pensions, not pass the buck forward to another another generation. All right. So so our own paid-for city reports say, don't do this, Jacksonville. They say, don't do this, Jacksonville. They say it in the tiniest two-point <laughs> font, but they say it, for, from their standpoint, uh, pretty loud pretty loud and clear. And they also say, <clears throat> you pointed, it out, pointed this out to me, you know, don't consider this a savings. Correct. There is no savings here. Right. I think, ultimately, so this, uh, this tax um, plan is, is all tax and, and no reform. And Can I summarize it really quickly sure. and then you tell me where I may or may, what I'm missing. On, on August 30th, we're going to vote and we're going to vote to have a half cent sales tax added. Yeah. So it, it's so the mayor would say it's extended. We're creating a new tax in 2031. Okay. That's a half cent with a new purpose. Tax funded infrastructure. This new tax funds pension debt. Do we need infrastructure in the year 2131 to 2060? Probably, right. uh, if that's the case, then then that generation is going to have to to pay double. Okay, so and that tax won't kick in until 2030, 15 years from now. So we're literally voting for a tax 15 years into the future. Correct. And then, but during these next 15 years, mm-hmm. how much money is freed up? Like, what what are we getting in exchange for this? for the liability that we're we're adding to the pension. Sure, the refinancing of our pension debt is similar to refinancing a mortgage or uh or changing the way you might pay credit card debt. So suppose you got a credit card bill uh credit card debt bill for for $500 and you decided to pay $300 of it. 
well, you technically saved $200 that month by short paying your credit card bill. Right. At the end of the day, you're going to pay it and pay with interest. Um, that's basically the same thing that's happening here. We're pushing out our debt out into far out into the future. We're in, and we're incurring additional interest costs as a result of that. So we could pay our debt on the schedule that's that's currently um, that's currently been established, um, or we could pay more later to the tune of a billion and a half dollars over time um, by uh, refinancing our, our pension debt in the short term. It quote unquote saves money, but again, the pension advisors are very clear about this, and and they're absolutely right. Um, this should not be considered savings; it's considered a deferred contribution. Basically, I'm not paying my debts yet, so okay. I'm going to pay it later with interest. That's not savings; it's kicking the can. So, let's save quote unquote save some money today and 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 spend it, um, and ultimately pay the present the bill to the next generation, fifteen to to 45 years from now to pay through this half cent sales tax. So our current liability is how much? It's uh, $2.85 billion. So here's here's the deal. Okay. So over the past 15 years, this has been a problem that's really grown and, and metastasized since, since basically the turn of the century. But over the f- past 15 years, our city government has, has been transformed and, or really mutated from a provider of civic goods and services to a supplier of unsustainable pension benefits. So over these last 15 years, um, uh, this pension debt has accumulated and citizens are ultimately paying the price now for years of backroom deals and conflicts of interests and secret executive retirement packages and kind of absentee oversight. And as reported by the Times Union, uh, employees that have $5 million pension packages. And over the last five years, a billion dollars of taxpayer monies has been diverted to pensions, which has caused city services to be slashed. Today, pensions now consume over one quarter of our city budget. But here's the thing, even though we've put in a billion dollars into the fund over the last five years, our pension debt has grown by 700 million. And so we're now sitting here with a $2.85 billion pension debt. We only have a billion dollar budget. So this is a huge debt that's sitting over our, our city. So it's so almost three times our budget. Three times our budget. Our pension system has been, no bones about it, uh, a financial disaster, the civic catastrophe of our time, and it demands total reform. But how much debt is added to our pension with Curry's plan? So if right now it's a 2.85 liability, what is that? If you don't pay it down, it grows by 7 to 7.5%. Per year <clears throat> to make it less abstract mm-hmm. is the number that we will have to pay an additional two billion dollars is that a, around two billion dollars more about a, is, a billion and a half dollars more over okay. time to uh, implement the mayor's proposal which includes a refinancing of our pension debt versus sticking to the original schedule of payments um, which retires our debt sooner okay so your your issue is that here's a plan that's not addressing the issue yeah it, it, again it's this this plan is all tax no reform, and it shortchanges our kids. We don't have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem. We have a benefit problem. These benefits are, 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 out, of, are out of control. And, and these aren't my words. Um, the mayor actually acknowledges that current city pension benefits are, are dysfunctional and, quote, don't represent the market and are financially unsustainable. And, and he's absolutely right. Um, 
provide a little con- let me provide a little bit of context for for listeners so an average american worker with an average income what's their retirement so they get retirement typically through social security so they can collect full social security benefits at age 66 so it, so after 40 years of work the average joe or jane here in jacksonville with an average income will get about $400,000 in benefits during their remaining lifetime um, and as a as a as one contrast, the maximum Social Security benefit that a retiree can get at age sixty six is thirty two thousand dollars a year, and and for that you've got to max out your income for thirty five years. That's making six figure sums for nearly every working year of your of your life. Bill Gates would get thirty two thousand dollars a year for what he contributes to Social Security. Um, in contrast, we have three different classes of employees in Jacksonville. One is corrections, those that work at the jail. The average city corrections employee is retiring in their late 40s so not 66 in their late 40s and they're going to collect about two and a half million dollars in lifetime city retirement benefits funded primarily by jacksonville taxpayers so again the average worker at the jail retires at age 48 and their first pension is about thirty-two thousand uh, dollars a year the same as like the richest social security benefit who retires 18 years later except the the city retiree gets to collect decades worth of, of pensions and that adds up to two and a half million dollars the average police and fire employee also begins to collect a pension starting in their late 40s and they'll get about four million dollars in lifetime benefits they make a little bit more than the uh the average person uh average corrections employee and uh, and they have a special perk within their pension system that inflates the value of, of their retirement. And then Jacksonville City employees can retire at age 55, and they receive lifetime benefits that are about twice as rich as those as uh, as those offered in Clay or St. John's counties for identical duties. And again, in all cases, city employees are eligible to receive full retirement benefits after just 20 years of, of work. So these pensions are made out of solid gold, uh, and they're eating our budget alive. Here's my beef with the, the mayor's plan is that he says, uh, and it's on the ballot language in, in August, is that up to three of these city pension plans could be closed. But it's within the realm of possibility that only one of these plans could be closed to new employees. But we don't know which one what it's going to be replaced with? Will we see any savings? Curry's legislation, there is a lawsuit against it because of the language specifically. That's right. It's vague. It doesn't tell you when the tax kicks in or when it kicks out. It doesn't tell you how much money it's collecting. There's a lot of ambiguity. And that's been the mayor's. There's a lot of ambiguity in what he is, what the legislation actually is. And there is a lot of just trust me. Mm-hmm. That's what the mayor is saying. Trust me. Right. Uh, I, I think so. And, and he's been the face of the, of the effort. He has high popularity ratings um i think part of the the aura of, of his new mayoral ship is uh, as it's typical translates to to high favorability uh high favorability ratings we never really got a complete picture of what this plan does and what it costs until late june um when the city's financial pension advisors came out with this report where they did warn about the cost of refinancing um where they did warn about the the, the notion that your savings through the refinancing in, in the near term aren't savings at all. They're deferred contributions that are ultimately going to be repaid with interest down the lines. We crafted a plan, or at least had the, the bare bones of a plan um, that was, was crafted in the, in the fall, uh, sold to the legislature in the winter, but really didn't know what, what we were supporting um, until, until today. So the city council, I think, basically gave the, the mayor a, a blank check to design a plan 
after they after they vote it. So we don't even know. We'll figure out what we're going to do after this gets voted. But they're yeah. but they're out there advocating for the plan, Tom. Like Lori Boyer's out there, Hazuri is out there, um, the Jacksonville City Council Civic Council is out there. They're all supporting this plan, and no one's really giving you. Why? I mean, it's really it's a Donald Trump approach. I had to get the jab in there to to politics. Like, it'll be huge. We'll have a great plan. Now vote for me, and we'll figure out what it is. Right. Well, what what is huge about the plan is the size of the tax. It is the largest tax in Jacksonville history. What is not huge about the plan is the potential um, benefit savings. The mayor allows current employees to keep their gold plated pension benefits, and he lets taxpayers pick up that tab, which runs into the billions. And overall, the mayor has not identified one penny of specific benefit changes to our broken pension system. Zero. And that's the core of the problem. It isn't that we're putting enough money into the plan. We put a billion dollars into the plan just over the last five years alone, and our pension debt went up from 2.1 to $2.85 billion. This this problem isn't going to be solved through gigantic tax increases we got to address uh got to address benefits and yeah so what's your what's your miracle solution tom uh well i do have a solution it's 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 not a miracle basically taking the mayor's plan and turning it on its head using the mayor's own figures uh, we can build a plan that comprehensively reforms our broken pension system first it thereby reduces taxpayer risk and it ultimately responsibly. All right, so I'm going to pause you right there. That's much easier said mm-hmm. than done, mm-hmm. right? So in order to have any sort of negotiation, mm-hmm. there's going to be a full out battle. Right? There will be there will be a battle. <clears throat> and so and what what Curry is saying is we don't have time for this war. We have to do this now. It's urgent. So we have to get this little bit of savings. And yeah, we're going to end up paying a lot more money. Well, he doesn't say that. He won't say we have to, we're going to end up paying more money. But right. So, but there's no way we can do a protracted negotiation. We don't have time for that. Police and fire union, they win. We, we've got to, we, we've got to just do this thing this way. Yeah. I, I see that as a, as a, as a surrender. So these, these benefits are, again, the mayor's own words do not represent the market and are unsustainable, yet it's too hard, quote unquote, too hard to address those benefits. Uh, What a shame that it's easier to implement a tax that ultimately our kids will pay instead of solving the core, the core problem. I think at the at the end of the day, we got to level with our city employees that we value the services that you provide to our city. Our city can't function um, without uh, without a strong city workforce that is providing the services that we need both effectively and efficiently. And in many cases, um, the service that provided, we literally, our, our lives depend on it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to cost a $4 billion pension in order to provide police and fire safety uh, for, for our city. We do not have to pay double the size of pensions than we do in Clay and St. John's County. We've got to get to that first. Um, that might take some time, um, but it, it's something that absolutely has to happen. We can't continue to keep kicking the can uh, down down the road. The mayor, again, has not identified a penny worth of specific savings and he's taken billions of dollars of potential savings off off the table. We can legally negotiate benefits going forward for both new employees who enter the workforce and current employees. Their prior benefits they've earned are protected, but what they make tomorrow is not set in stone. Ultimately, is our citizens, are our workers working for 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 our citizens in the city, or is our our taxpayers working for the, (laughs) working for our, our city employees. We seem to have this, this we're in this uh, uh, circular uh, loop here. I think we've got to make it clear that our employees work for the taxpayers and, and, and the city. And when 
compensation gets out of whack, we've got to we've got to work to to adjust that. It's hard, but it's the right thing to do. It's the best thing to do versus kicking the can to our city's kids to ultimately pay for the, our mistakes. All right, so I cut you off, and then so how would you how would you address this? So you would negotiate the benefits. Sure. Some. So first is our city needs complete across the board reform of all city pension plans. So we can annually save about $35 million a year by cutting investment fees, excessive investment fees that are currently going to, to Wall Street that are presently paid by our pension system. And we could also save uh, part of that $35 million is by renegotiating future benefits yet to be earned for both new employees and current city employees across our entire our entire city uh, our entire city government. We ultimately got to renegotiate, and we could legally do this, renegotiate these retirement benefits for all employees so that they're fair and sustainable. They allow us to attract and retain quality talent and provide retirees with full uh, peace of mind. The Supreme Court ruled a few years ago that you could do this and you and that you can negotiate future or go, go forward benefits. We just simply can't afford to have our employees retire in their late 40s and collect 30, 40, 50 years of, of pension benefits. It's our city's going broke um, in the process. Uh, all the like so, and we can't solve this problem simply by uh, going at with a, a taxation uh, taxation route. Again, every police and fire employee is making an average four million dollars in retirement. There are twenty two hundred uh, men and women in on the police and fire force. That's nearly nine billion dollars of benefits we're going to be paying out going forward. There's another six hundred employees in the corrections department. That's two and a half million dollars per six hundred employees. That's another billion and a half dollars. We've got ten to fifteen billion dollars of benefits that we're going to pay out, and then over the next 50, 60 years, if we don't bend uh, bend the curve. So even if you if you're able to negotiate something that's mutually beneficial, what are you saying we can get away with not having to increase our revenue generation? No, I, the re- revenue is a has has to be a piece of the of the puzzle because we have a huge uh, hole to fill. Like our, our pension system is the is the laughing stock of Florida. We had to beg Tallahassee to create a special exemption just for Jacksonville to get this referendum even even started. So first, start with total pension reform across. New employees, current employees, how the how the investment funds are, are managed, and save thirty five million annually. Then be aggressive on paying down the debt, as opposed to kicking the can down the road. So that would involve uh, what I estimate is about a, a property tax increase of about a mil to pay off our debt over time. So the owner of a hundred fifty thousand dollar home with a homestead exemption would see their taxes be raised by about a hundred dollars annually, and they can deduct those. Uh, taxes off their off their federal returns. So I, I I wish that no taxes were needed, um, but the past fifteen years of gross mismanagement of our pension systems have have left a, a gaping hole um, for our citizens uh, citizens to fill. At, at the end of the day, voters have a choice in August referendum, is that we could choose to pay our debts now, coupled with complete reform of our broken pension system, or uh, to quote again to quote the mayor's uh, advisors, we can pay more later. So the mayor's plan over time costs $11.3 billion of taxpayer funds to fully fund our, our system. Uh, under what I call the total reform first plan, um, our debts are paid several years earlier. It costs about $8.6 billion over the same time period, saving taxpayers about $2.7 billion versus the mayor's plan. And as an added bonus, our city's kids uh, are not going to be saddled for paying for pension debts that they didn't create. You know, according to the mayor's figures, again, a child down entering kindergarten, so think about it, child 
showing up first day of kindergarten this month, five years old, they'll still be paying this new tax into their late 30s and 40s. So think about it another way. So I, I suspect the mayor would be irate if he was paying a tax today that was created in 1972 mm-hmm. when he was only two years old. So imagine what a citizen in 2060 would think of us for creating a new tax today in 2016. They have the pleasure of ultimately paying um, several decades later. We can leave our kids uh, with a much better uh, much better legacy. Tom, thank you. So the vote is when? The vote is on, uh, is on August 30th, and early voting uh, starts on August 16th. Um, absentee ballots have been out for the for the whole month. The individuals who are they're supporting this plan because they think that it's it's when you support it you're saying that I'm for the police and I'm for um, fire firemen fire and firewomen. Um, that to me seems to be like the biggest hurdle. That they've done a really good job of framing this conversation as like a public safety issue. And you're kind of saying that's not really what's at stake here. We need a strong and committed city workforce in order to have a strong city. And again, like our lives can literally depend on their work. But we need to have a frank conversation with our city employees about the unsustainability of our, our broken pension system because it has hurt our city. Our city employees are not the problem. This pension system, however, is a major problem um, that has harmed our city up to this date over the last 15 years, and it still uh, threatens our, our, our future. The negative impact of our broken pension system has over time grown to become this crisis we now face, and we can't continue to simply throw more money at the problem. We need total reform of this pension system if we're truly going to solve it instead of passing the buck to the next generation. Tom, thank you so much for your time and for all your uh, information. That was great. Thank you.